Never show any sign of weakness. Always go for the throw. Buy low, sell high. Fear, that's the other guy's problem. Biz Talk Radio is proud to bring you... Investor's Edge with Gary Kolbaum. Straight talk about you and your money. You can reach Gary now at 877-747-EDGE. That's 877-747-3343. Here's your host, Gary Kolbaum. And welcome again to Investor's Edge. I'm Gary Kolbaum, your host. Thanks for being with us today. Glad you are here, ladies and gentlemen. Happy that you are listening. It is uh, Wednesday, uh, the 6th, February 2019. And we're here to talk about... Just a lot of things that are popping up on my screen, ladies and gentlemen. We will do the markets, the economy, Elizabeth Warren, cryptocurrencies. We're going to start off today with a story on cryptocurrencies that I didn't even believe. Uh, but first, if you do not get this show in your city, go to GaryK.com. You can listen live or archive. We're live 6.06 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. Also at GaryK.com. You can follow me on Twitter. Just press the button. Go to Twitter at GaryKolpom. You can email me. Just be nice. Uh, read our commentary. Articles we post. If you'd like to hear what we're doing, we'd like to hear what you're doing. Press the money management button. Press the subscribe button to get our notes. Get our uh, email service one month free at uh, conventionalleaders.com. Right there, you can click it at garyk.com. Um, I'm just going to read this to you, if you don't mind. A Canadian cryptocurrency exchange said it could not repay at least $250 million to clients after its chief executive died suddenly while visiting, while visiting India. The company, Quadrica CX, said in court filings that the CEO, Gerald W. Cotton, was the only person who knew the security keys and passwords needed to access the funds. The Supreme Court of Nova Scotia, by the way, Nova Scotia is a very beautiful place, Played golf there. Cabot Cliffs. Recommended highly. The Supreme Court of Nova Scotia on Tuesday approved the company's request for protection against creditors for 30 days and the appointment of accounting firm Ernst & Young to sort out Quadricus finances and explore a possible sale. The company's inability to release its clients' money has created an uproar among angry and highly suspicious investors. Mr. Cotton, a co-founder of the firm, died of complications from Crohn's disease while traveling to open an orphanage in India, the company said uh, in an announcement on Facebook. The note said that Mr. Cotton had died December 9th. In an affidavit, his widow, Jennifer, wrote that her husband had run the business from an encrypted laptop, working mostly out of their home in Fall River, Nova Scotia. She did not know the password or recovery key and could not find them written down anywhere despite repeated and diligent searches. She also hired an expert to find the cryptocurrency in cold wallets stored offline with little success. While other crypto exchanges have lost their clients' money, this appears to be the first one in the city that actually lost the keys to its accounts. Uh, then there's some talk. The death came at a very odd time in the history of the company, uh, said Eamon Sira, a professor at Cornell University. He noted that various online sleuths have been searching the blockchain, a ledger that can be updated by decentralized networks for evidence of where Quadrigar had stored its assets, but had found none, which raised red flag. So the wonder is, was all this money stolen? Now, my whole family uh, has Crohn's disease. It's a debilitating illness. Uh, I, I think I've heard people have died from it. I don't know if that's often, but that's not the story here. Uh, the story is is that it's called plain vanilla. I've always been amazed how people go outside the box in their investing and 
I don't know if you know this, but in order to buy this crypto crap, you, you got to go through some things. And I don't know what's the outcome of this. I don't know whether this was a complete rip. Uh, I, I gather we'll find out in time. It's, it seems suspicious. But what do I know? But it's just a great lesson on a bubble that we noted for you uh, back in December of last last year. And uh, I think we saved a lot of money for a lot of people. As most coins are down in the 90s, if not more, the Bitcoin, the only reason it's not even lower is because it's held by a few hands and they can't sell. They'll kill each other. And unfortunately, there's still a bunch of crooks that are out there touting you on this crap. But just a, a, a word to the wise. Plain vanilla. That's all. And by the way, there's a lot of this going down. There's a lot of this going down. I, I've told you so often about these calls. Every day I get these calls at my office on all this suspect BS. And I mean suspect BS. And these people get you on the phone. And I, I play with them because I just want to hear what they have to say. And it's just scam after scam after scam after scam. And what they do is they go to the hot area and try to sell you on that area. And for a long time, I was getting nothing but calls on the coins. Well, I'm not getting calls on coins much anymore. I'm getting 15 calls a week on oil. They all have oil wells. And, we, and I think I've gotten 1,000 calls. And I'm, by the way, that's not – I don't exaggerate. I, I think I've got 1,000 calls just on oil wells. And I, all ask, I, I ask them all the same thing. Where exactly is it? How many do you have? And then I start using lingo on oil. And most of them don't even know the lingo, so they're hanging up on me. They're, every one of them are scammers. And I've even some, tried to talk to some of them by saying, listen, are you going to do this your whole life? Because all you're doing is calling up people and trying to rip them off of their hard-earned money. I've had people laugh on the other side of the phone because they know they've been caught. And I just simply, isn't there anything else you can do? And some of them are such good salesmen. I tell them you can sell something else. Eh, one ear and out the other. So I'm just letting you know, and this is, hopefully they find this, but I doubt it did. And it just smells bad. It smells bad. Plain vanilla, kids. I've seen too many disasters. I've seen too many people get crazy. Go crazy. And end up burying themselves. So if in fact this is true, it's probably 150 to 250 million dollars of crypto that's never to be found. It's like the Titanic. Well, how long did it take to find that? Amelia Earhart still hasn't been found. So again, plain vanilla. And if it's too good, and I know this is a cliche, then it is too good. And it's a lie. Up next, full market wrap. I can't help myself. We'll spend a few minutes on Elizabeth Warren. I told you so. Thanks for being here. I'm Gary. This is the one only investor that... 
It's time to switch on the integrator units and get the brain cells working. You are listening to... Hey, this promises to be fun. Investor's Edge. The last bastion of quality programming. With Gary Kultbaum. It doesn't get done this. Once again, to Investor's Edge, I'm Gary Kolf. I'm your host. Go read about that story, by the way. I guess you can Google, uh, let's see, Google Quadriga CX, Q-U-A-D-R-I-G-A-C-X. It'll be all about that story. Uh, the Market Wrap is brought to you by Investment-Models.com. That's Jim back one of the great market timers. No gray areas with the man you're either in or out of the market with his proprietary indicators. Go check it out. Investment-Models.com. The Dow is down. Get out of here. That was down only 21. S&P 6, NASDAQ 27, NASDAQ 126. Should have been worse. We'll explain why it wasn't. Uh, transport's down 21. Advanced declines 15.23 on the New York. 15.16 on the NASDAQ. The story was the semiconductor index was up 33. It was up 43 at one time. Now, as we've said to you, it's not the news. It's how the market reacts to the news. So uh, Skyworks Solutions announces earnings. Guides lower. Stock finishes up 8 and change. Microchip up 6 and change. And that just got everything up today. Broadcom up 6. ASML lithography up 5. Lamb Research 3 was up 6, though. Uh, NVIDIA 3. Cuervo 3. Silicon Labs 4. Texas Instruments 4. Xilinx 3. So good day for the semi. So the NASDAQ would have been much worse if not for the semi. So now let's discuss that for a second. There are simple laws and rules of markets that we have just watched for a very long time. And that is you can't have a bear market. One of the rules, one of the laws. If the semiconductors and financials are going up. Well, the semiconductors hit a low. I mean, got hit real hard, got above the 50-day, pulled back. Then had a very strong day. I think it was on an earnings day. I don't remember who. All the boo birds were out were saying, this is not for real. This is bad. The numbers are bad. They're lowering numbers, blah, blah, blah. Had another up day, a little pullback, and ramp for the last five days. Now, I follow some people that are involved in technology, and they swear we have not seen the bottom of the cycle. They swear we have not seen the bottom of the cycle. The market thinks otherwise. And we have a simple little advice for you. Listen to the market. So that was the story of the semiconductors. Then a couple of things I want to cover here today. Got a stock called uh, Paycom, P-A-Y-C. Finished up 12. Big breakaway gap. Uh, the thing is, it was up 23. And I got an email today. So, Gary, how do you handle these gaps? I must tell you, and I want you to listen carefully because we have studied these gaps. A, number one, always follow them. Always stay on top of them. B, you just don't know which one's going to work, which, which ones aren't initially. C, the ones that usually work best are what we call breakaway gaps, the ones that have already in a good trading range and boom, break away to new highs like Paycom. But Paycom was up 23 and finished up 12, so if you bought early, you lost some cheese. And by the way, it was up 23 in the first 15 minutes and actually finished below the gap. So how do you know? The answer is you really don't know. You probe, you test, and see how it goes and put stops in place, and if it continues to go terrific, you add. Or you look for secondary buy points. What do we mean by that? You gap up. Yeah, you fill a little bit of the gap. You don't finish at the high of the day, but you sit for a few days, and you put what we call these little handles in, and you turn back up, and you go ahead and buy on that second go-round. And then you have another one called Zendesk, Z-E-N, which finished up $3.80 today on earnings, the 72 and change, but was uh, up 10 at one time. And it was up 10 on the open. So if you bought that gap at the open, it's near 79, you're at 72 and change right now, you're not feeling too good. So how do you know? Let me repeat, you don't. 
But what you do is, if you if you feel good about it, and you, you know, and send that gap to a new high, you always go ahead. If you usually buy a thousand shares, you buy two hundred. If it doesn't work, it'll, you'll, prob- you'll probably know sooner rather than later, and it's manageable. If you buy the two hundred, and all of a sudden, man, this thing's acting well. It gapped up nine. It's now up ten. Oh, it's up ten and a half. Oh, it's up eleven. You can maybe add some, depending on how you feel and how the market conditions are. But the main point is, you just really don't know. Which leads to Etsy, E-T-S-Y. Because here you have a stock that was sitting beautifully, tight as tight can be. You can take a little pencil and draw a horizontal line. That's what it did for about three weeks. Yesterday, there was no news. But it was up five bucks, middle of the day, volumes heavy. Damn, this thing's acting great. Great breakout. Finishes the low of the day. And today drops three bucks on heavy volume, negating the breakout and basically failing it. How do you know that's going to happen? You don't. You just know by precedent what looks right, what doesn't. And the stock was perfect. Everything you can ask for, good relative strength, good earnings, good revenue growth, a better market, the breakout. That's where your stops are in place, and you're done. Not everything's 100%. And your goal is simple. If you're wrong, be wrong fast and be wrong small. And if you're right, you try to ride them out as far as that baby wants to go. And if you go just 5 out of 10, you can go 3 out of 10. And the 3 are up 30%, and the other 7 are down 3%. Winner. So just uh, this answers some emails I got on Zendesk, Paycom, and the like. And if you want to know what we mean by a gap to the upside, sit around, break out, look at Boeing, what it just did here recently. Gapped up, sat for two days, broke above the range, and then moved. For now, working. So that answers a little bit of those questions. Again, you don't know. But what you just try to do at any given point in time is put some odds in your favor. Looking at a photo album for familiar faces. And paying attention. Up next, more of the markets. Socialism. Elizabeth Warren. Much more. I'm Gary. This is the one only investor said. America is talking. Investor's Edge. You gotta be big with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a city runner boy. With Gary Kopon. I'm highly recommended. You're gonna feel better if you talk to him. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. So we had the State of the Union last night, and you know. They're just speeches. They're written by other people. They put it together. They give you the good language and blah, 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 and this, that, and the other thing. But something really stood out for me last night. Two things. First, I just love, and you can just tell the pride and the proudness of the men that were introduced that have been involved in war. It, it just makes my heart beat faster and so feel good to see. And then there's the socialism. You know, I'm not going to get into the whole... It, it is the norm to have a president of one party and have the people of the other party in the audience kind of sit on their hands while the, the president of that certain party takes victory laps. It, it's the norm. 
but there are certain things that are supposed to uplift all or get everybody involved. And I just noticed a couple of things last night when the president said that on the border we're capturing um, people that have put others into slavery, have raped women. And these are all true, by the way. I, I noticed that. Uh, the people on the left were not excited. It, it was the weirdest thing. I'm like, you're not happy about that? But then the president brought up socialism, that we will never be a socialist country. And I was like taken aback. And I know Bernie Sanders is going to stand up. I know that uh, Elizabeth Warren isn't going to stand up. But the whole Democratic Party, and there's a bunch in there, I think maybe two people stood up out of hundreds. Do they all want socialism in this country? That's the question. Because i got to tell you, if I was the president and said that, I would have done an audible and said, for those out there, why aren't you standing on me saying we don't want socialism in this country? Do you want socialism? I would have done that. I would embarrass the hell out of them. Which tells you where that party is. It's amazing. And listen, at least I know about Bernie Sanders. I know about Cortez. I know about Kamala Harris and Elizabeth Warren. We hear their proposals. But every one of them? So for me, it was a holy crap moment. Really was. And then there's Elizabeth Warren. Uh, We told you so. If there's anything worse than a dictator-like socialist who wants to control everything and run everything and raise your taxes and put a wealth tax on you, if there's anything worse than that, it's a lion's sack of monkey crap dictator-type personality that wants to control every one of you. And as we said to you, socialists are really only socialists with your money. They're kind of capitalists with their own and pretty much a bunch of them are corrupt. Well, the media's been trying to protect this woman because... She claimed heritage when she tried to move up in life as far as – they call it cultural appropriation. I call it fraud. And anyway, she just has apologized in the past and, well, you know, you know, you know, you know. But she's a liar. She's a hypocrite. She's a charlatan. She's everything you don't want in a socialist. I'll take the socialist and I'll know, but then you got the creepy socialist. Anyway, it came out today. Uh, And nobody can even defend this. There's a um, registration card for uh, the state of Texas bar, and she put American Indian on there. And that is nothing more than trying to move up in life. And uh, she's running for president. Now, I know, I know what the left's thinking, but, oh, President Trump lies all the time. We've already said that. We don't excuse him on any of his, his crap, and we have to verify most of the things he says. But he's not into domination and control. He's lowering taxes and regulations. You know, dictators do not lower taxes and regulations. Dictators raise taxes and regulations. And this is what this woman wants to do. That's why I love when they call Trump a dictator. And I'm like, a dictator lowering taxes and regulations? It's the opposite. So anyway, this came out today, and she apologized again. And I watch as the media gather around her, almost in sympathy. First off, she pissed off all, pissed all over the American Indians. That's number one. Just for starters. Is there a racism in that, by the way? And number two, she committed fraud. Now, I don't know if this is fraud under the name of a felony fraud, but it's fraud. 
And I just had to tell you the story because it's fraud. And I'm sick of these control freaks that are only control freaks with your money, but with theirs, they're a bunch of corrupt frauds. And I'm going to call every one of them out. Dictator frauds. And I got to tell you, I just wish somebody in the media would just get pissed off at somebody on the left for being frauds. They gathered around her like she was apologizing. And they don't apologize, put yourself in handcuffs. Anyway, it's going to be quite the interesting next couple of years as more and more of this fraud comes out. I wonder if she's going to pull her presidential candidacy that she's not going to win anyhow. Anyway, that's uh, that little uh, interesting story. Segway. Every major index remains above the 50-day moving average, which, by the way, is now curling up a little bit. Remember, we got above the 50-day moving average about 1, 2, 15 days ago. So that takes away 15 days that were below and starts turning the 50-day. And my best advice for you, because I think probably going to do some pulling back in here, I suspect it will be controlled and rotational, any pullbacks towards that 50-day. Unless I say otherwise, depending on if things change, it's going to be viable. But again, if we start to get serious uh, institutional selling, if they really start coming after the semis and financials again, if they start doing all the things that you don't want them to do, uh, we shall let you know. I do not think we're going to have a big breathy like rally where everything to the upside I think it'll be narrow and we'll let you know what's leading what's not lastly as we segue again backwards how's that stuff going on in Virginia right now what a cast of characters running that state I'm sure you heard the latest or maybe you have it. Up next, more of this, that, and the other thing. And whatever else I'm carrying, this is the one that only messes in. You're listening to... What are we waiting for? What are you waiting for? One, two, ready, go. Once again, to Investor's Edge. By the way, uh, one of the emails I got was, so who's doing this selling on these stocks that try to break out or gap up and then fail or fall? And I'm, I, I wasn't flippant, but I, I said, how am I supposed to know who's doing the selling? You always want to know who's doing the selling when you own something. You always got to reason with yourself. Well, why is that happening? My best advice is don't worry about it and just deal with price action. Uh, a little aftermarket, I got a report to Chipotle. It's up about 52 bucks in the aftermarket, which is about a uh, 10% move. Earnings up 28, revenues up 10. Not bad. It didn't seem that great, great to go up 50 in the uh, aftermarket, but it is. So just let you know. Uh, iRobot, uh, close at 90, is up at 101. How about uh, Match.com? Close at 53. I got it at 58, which means IAC Interactive, which owns them. 206 is now 218. O'Reilly Automotive uh, missed estimates. Lowered guidance. That's up 9 bucks to 362 in the aftermarket. Uh, I don't know how that works. 
beats the heck out of me. There's been a lot of companies missing and lowering guidance. And the stocks are going up. I don't pretend to know why. Just that. Looks like we're just in one of those points in time. And I was trying to console my fundamental buddy, who I think is short all these semiconductors, because fundamentally he got it all right. Wallet-wise, got it all wrong. And it goes back to rule number one. It's not the news, it's how the markets react to the news. But I want to touch upon the marijuana thing. Because they got a little bit frothy again in the last uh, week or so, but hit a little climactic wall yesterday, now starting to pull back. It's just a word to the wise. You know, we do this little exercise with you and say, well, it has an $8 billion market cap with $20 million in sales. Oh, and they lose money. And then the stock's up 25% the next week. What we always tell you doesn't have to be now. Doesn't have to be next week or next month. Doesn't have to be in six months. But always, 100% of the time, eventually, always, the valuations will matter. The no valuations on all these coins, which mean, what I mean by that is they're all worth zero. They really, really are. Guess what? It's come to fruition. Most coins are down in the 90s and you can't even trade them. There's nobody on the buy side. I'm just letting you know. I don't know if they double or triple from here first. Or even more. What I do know is a stock that has a market cap of $8 billion and only $20 million of sales and loses money is going to eventually get slammed to smithereens. And like that Tilray that we were yelling and screaming at you when it was in the 200s, it's now 78. At 78, it's a joke. I don't care what they do. It does not matter to me. And just remember the other side of this marijuana equation. You know what's happening now? Something I told you that would happen. Some states are already talking about lowering the taxes on the weed. Because you can't compete with the black market. Hey, if I was getting weed from my buddy Henry for the last three years, if I could go get it at the store now, but I'm paying 20% more in price and i got to pay tax on it, I'm going back to Henry. So I'm just letting you know. Make sure if you're buying these weed stocks, they're in good shape technically, are in uptrends, and babysit them. And I'm not even talking about these Canadian names that are trading in a buck and a half and have five-letter symbols. I try to get info on some of them. I couldn't even get any info. But you'll see. It's not hard to figure out. And as I mentioned, the Tilray, when we're yelling and screaming at you in the 200s, it's 78. It's got 30 million in sales. It still has a $7.28 billion market cap. Oh, and insiders are selling a lot of stock down here. They know. Hope you're listening. Have a great evening and drive carefully. And when you get home, do like we do. Quite the simple procedure. 
Make sure you have your children tonight. This clean edit of Investor's Edge created by Stu Lander. Follow me at twitter.com slash s-t-o-o-l-a-n-d-e-r.